0: Today on the breakdown, we're on the bubble of the $300,000 buy in Aria Super High Rollerball. And Daniel Negranu and Nikki Petrangelo are heads up, blind versus blind, at a four handed table. And they both have most of the chips at this table. There's going to be some moves made, there's going to be tough decisions ahead. We're going to break it all down right now on the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy.
1: Nicky Petrangelo.
0: Hey, what's up? It's Nicky Petrangelo. Uh,
1: that's so fun. Nikki.
0: <laughs> it
1: was fun to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is a, a rare situation in the poker world when you're on the bubble of a $300,000 event, so yeah. obviously a big deal here. It's Yes. There are some differences about this than most scenarios, uh, other than just the money involved and the prestige of the tournament itself. One thing that goes on throughout this tournament is it's a big blind anti-tournament, and the anti is always the same as the big blind. So in the hand we're going to talk about is 10K, 20K with the big blind anteing 20K, which means it doesn't, it shouldn't affect the big blind's play at all because the ante belongs to the pot, not, not in yes. front of the player. And that's a mistake that a lot of people are going to make over and over and over again as we move towards this big blind anything. So time. be aware not to be that person that makes that mistake because it's a huge mistake because mm-hmm. uh, that belongs to the pot, not you. But anyway... The point is 20 K is way more than would usually be an ante for four, four players in a 10 K 20 K scenario.
0: Now it is normally a six max tournament, right? So right. It's, it's, probably two thirds of they're paying, you know, 50% more yeah. per actually, I guess per, per orbit, right. They'd be paying, which is significant for yeah. sure. Yeah. It means there's that much more to steal, and you should be opening a little bit more wide or defending more or both.
1: Right. And that's not going to actually factor in the hand. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, This is going to come up more and more, you know, like as
0: as final tables get short and stuff.
1: Right. And uh, another thing about it is I can't remember a scenario where... It's such a shorthanded tournament. They start with only 48 players, thus only seven players get paid, but it's a six max. So on the bubble, you're playing four max, four max. That is like a strange bubble dynamic.
0: Super, super weird and kind of cool if you've got a big stack. Yeah. Not, not as great if you have a small stack. It really forces you to uh, gamble a little bit more than you might want to um, or, or let yourself get ground down while someone else is about to go out. You know, like you're just going to get taken advantage of a little bit more. A lot of the time, I think, right? Like, because the blind just come around so fast, and the ante comes around so fast now. Yeah, the other thing that's interesting, of course, is when someone finally busts on this bubble, they will have seven players. It's a six-max tournament. I assume they don't go seven-handed. I think
1: they might go seven-handed. Like at most, least. like a
0: lot of tournaments, do, I think an extra player. Yeah,
1: in the past they they okay. do that. Yeah, that,
0: that's actually better than going one one table's three and one table's yeah. four. That Once you're in the really money unfair. and the money
1: jumps are really big, it feels really strange to have to have a one three-handed table.
0: I mean, that could yeah. just be crazy unfair to everybody. Yes, at I table. agree. Or vice versa at the other table, depending.
1: So. That's good. Yeah, I think they do go seven handed. I hope they do. Anyway, it's a big deal bubble. You know, it's the difference between zero dollars and six hundred K. Wow. Six hundred thousand dollar bubble. It matters
0: to all these guys. Even the rich guys care about this stuff, yeah. I think. I think pretty much
1: all the rich maybe guys not care. Bill Perkins level rich where maybe. you're a billionaire. Okay. But,
0: but like Dan Ograno, who's done very well, absolutely cares about this. Oh, I don't sure. know how much of himself he has. Whatever percentage, from 100 to 10, he cares about this bubble, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously sure. it's more than 10%. But, yes. like, you know, if someone bought him in, he's got 20% of himself or something, right? I mean, he's a Negrano. He's going to have way more than that. Okay. Maybe yeah. you're right. Um, oh, it's a tough field.
1: Tough it, field. It is a tough field. But, I mean, he's Daniel Negrano. He can get some guy who doesn't know anything about poker to buy him in and yeah. give him half of himself. Maybe.
0: Maybe you're right. Well, whatever it is, this all matters. It does. Uh, and, that, and, and it matters within this hand, too.
1: It does. That being said, neither of the players involved are going to be anywhere near the danger zone of busting when we begin this hand. Correct. Um, so let's get to it. So that's the backdrop here. Cool. That And by the way, it was suggested on Twitter by Ram Bandi and Steve. So good job suggesting. I kind of figured there would be more suggestions, but this just happened yesterday at the time of this recording, so maybe some more will stream in. Yeah. And it is a podcast only, so... You're not going to get on the video either. Sorry if you suggested a little bit late. Correct. All the things. Yeah, of course, we are two Poker Guys, number two Poker Guys on Twitter, if you want to suggest a hand for the breakdown.
0: You have to, of course, include a YouTube link and a timestamp. I guess if you're doing Poker Go stuff, it's a Poker Go link. We're never going to do a Poker Go video, FYI, just because we're not allowed to. We otherwise would love to. Um, So anything that's on Poker Go, if you're hoping to see it on video, well, you ain't going to see it here.
1: That's for sure. It's a real shame.
0: I know. Maybe one day they'll change their mind, but... They've really held fast to that one for a while. Yep. Anyway.
1: Anyway. So in this four handed game, it folds around to Petrangelo who, if you don't know who Nikki Petrangelo is, I, I mean, mean, come on, do your homework. Go. Can't, why don't you just walk down the street? You say hi to Nicky. That's Nicky Petrangelo. Yeah. He's right he's, there. Everybody knows Nikki. He loves the pizza. <laughs> You, you want key. you need a connection. Nikki's your guy. You got uh, you, your car not starting. Call Nikki. <laughs> <That's, laughs> no, but seriously, he's really good at poker. Oh yeah, and notably aggressive uh, among the elite pros because he is one of the elite pros for sure. I think that's fair. And he's one of the more aggressive of those guys. Mm-hmm. Like his ranges are the widest among them for the most part that I he, can think of.
0: He's the guy who won the uh, Aussie Millions high roller uh, when he was heads up against. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. You know the blind guy who always never wins, but always final tables. You know what he mean? did.
1: He did win the PCA.
0: Oh yes, he did. Mike somebody I Watson, Sir Watts. Watts. Sir Watts. There we go. Yeah, of course. So yeah, Nikki Pedangelo made a. I mean, it wasn't a hard call. He had two pair, but it was a, it was a tough board, and and Sir Watts like sh- raised all in on the river, and Nikki made the call, made a tough call, made the call, won the won the event, and he has I think absolute respect from the high roller community. Yeah, so that's pretty cool
1: right so that's the guy we're talking about here in the small blind he's got over 100 bigs still which is pretty sweet yeah he's got 2.3 million at 20k big blind he limps the small blind with ten nine offsuit which against a good player is typically a normal play uh small to big but with the anti situation there's there's reasons to race
0: absolutely um now the blinds are 10 20 right yes yeah so, it's totally reasonable to raise here. I, my guess is that Nikki is trying to believes that Negrano is going to be really sticky, especially Negrano has a pretty good stack, also, right?
1: Yeah. Negrano has 1.7 million.
0: Right. So, it, he's got whatever, 85 blinds as well. He's going to call a lot. And maybe Nikki doesn't love his spot being out of position against a very, very good live player when there's two other very short stacks at the table, which is, by the way, a reason to be raising Negrano. I mean, they're not very short. Okay. What are they? They're like 30 blinds? They're more than
1: that. I'm oh, are they sure? Yeah. Maybe the smallest one is like 35. Blinds.
0: Okay. You're right. That's not very short at yeah. all. We don't know what's going on at the other table and they probably do, but, but it, it's, it's unlikely there's someone with like a 10 blind stack. We would have heard, they would have mentioned it in the, uh, in the
1: hand. Yeah. But this, this falls in the category, this 10, nine off falls in the category of probably a hand that you're limping and you're never folding unless Negrano does something insane, which like, he's not going to do. Yeah. But if Negrano makes it 200 K maybe we fold then. But sure.
0: Yeah. yeah, we would, but, but he's, he's not, but the not that guy. He's never going to do that.
1: Negreanu does raise though, because he has a good hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be raising a lot with a lot of hands. That's a good question to ask ourselves. And it's hard to know. I mean, if he's going to, it's a, it's a spot where he gets to have position on Nick Petrangelo and a spot where Petrangelo is just limped and already put in 20 K and there's the extra big ante. So those are all good reasons to raise big. Um, The bad reasons are you don't want to inflate the pot against Nicky Petrangelo.
0: I mean, I think Nick's going to have to give up on a lot of his hands. Yeah. That he's completing with. So we get to automatically profit. So I, I believe Daniel probably will be raising pretty wide. You're not, not crazy wide, but pretty wide. I'm sure Nikki has, um, a, a, we call him Nikki. No one else does. In the no, world, by the way. Uh, I'm sure he's got a limp re-raising range as oh, for well. Sure. Um, he's probably completing a hundred percent of hands. He's playing here and then re-raising with the good ones. Um, or, or some was blockers, you know, bluffs, whatever. Sure. Um, I think overall it's just Negrano's really supposed to be raising this a fair amount of the time with not just obviously with the hand, like a but with just a lot of hands. Like I would think most aces we should be raising, not all. So we can, you know, so it isn't too obvious. Yeah. But we got
1: to like, protect our check back range a little bit. Right.
0: Um, but you know, like suited connectors, good Broadway hands, things like all normal things. I think if Negrano has nine, 10, he could often decide to raise that hand. Maybe not always, but often if if Nicky uh, completes, you know, stuff like that, we're just going to win so often post flop. We're in position. We're really good. Doesn't seem crazy. We're deep. We're not going to lose a huge pot most of the time anyway.
1: Yeah. Know? And uh, Negrano's sizing, it may be a function of the blind versus blind nature of this pot, or it may be a function of the large anti ratio. Mm. But he makes it 80K. Yeah, which
0: I like is that. pretty
1: big. It is. Uh, it's still not big enough that Petrangelo should be folding such a playable hand when they're so deep. Agreed. Uh, even though if he knew Negrano's hand, I'll tell you what, he'd probably just let that thing if go.
0: If he knew Negrano's hand, he would, he would definitely call and play perfectly against him. Oh. I didn't think about that. See, maybe start to think. But what if he? You know,
1: well, okay. What if he had this like uh, this disability, but was there was also an ability where he could know a player's hand for a moment pre-flop, yeah. but then immediately forget it?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, then we would probably fold. Yeah. See, yeah. yeah, I found a scenario. Nice job. Thanks. It's a very specific scenario. <laughs> it happens a lot, though. Yeah. I mean, in the, the like the third X Men movie, I think it happens. Nobody I mean, has, in like, all, from the any
1: hundred k or higher buy-in, you get one or two of those guys. <laughs> 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 um, all right. So Patrangelo does call. Seems reasonable to me. There's 180 k in the pot already, so we almost have a 10 blind pot. Yeah. Which is you know it's pretty sizable on the bubble here even though we have pretty deep stacks, uh, Negrano as the effective stack with 1.7 million to start the hand. So we have a lot of play left here. Yes. The flop is a good one for both players. It's ace of spades, eight of diamonds, Jack of spades. Yeah. They both have a spade in their hand. That's not why it's good for them. It's good because Negrano obviously flops a good top pair and Petrangelo flops an open ender with the backdoor spade draw, which he is probably assuming is usually good, even though it's not in this case. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Nick's going to check, Seems normal. Yes, is going to bet. What do you think he should do sizing wise? And I know this sounds like a mundane question, but in a scenario like this, in a blind versus blind scenario with two really good players, that comes up over and over and over again, yeah. I kind of find it fascinating to to have this 180k inflated pot because we raised big. This blind versus blind scenario with its good hand. Now, our sizing should probably be more a function of the texture of the of the flop than it is our hand strength. Yeah. But factoring everything in, what do you think Negrano is thinking about when deciding how to size or if he should bet at all?
0: Great question. This is such a good question to ask. Um, I think Negrano, what should Negrano be thinking about? He should be thinking about things you've already mentioned, like size of the pot. Um, I think he should be thinking about flop texture and how often is he betting this board and boards like this? in this spot, which I think is going to be very, very often, if not if not almost always. Yeah. Maybe not always, but almost always, right? It's going to have a few checkbacks. They're often going to be medium strength hands. Um, hopefully not only medium strength hands, but maybe a few very strong hands, a few very weak hands, and mostly medium strength hands that are checkbacks. But usually he's just going to bet this hand, I think. This flop, excuse me, not this hand, um, with most of his range, because it clearly favors him over Nikki P. Um, as an agrono, we could assume... Maybe assumes the wrong word. We could guess that Nick... I mean, we have such a crazy range of advantage over him, right? We have pocket eights. I'm not sure that he does. Yeah, we have all the sets. We have jacks. We have aces. He almost never has jacks. almost never has aces. We have ace jack. We have ace jack. He often... He may not be able to have that. He may not be able to have ace eight. He might be yeah. pre raising ace eight here, right? Yeah. So, include,
1: not, in, not including the other big aces that aren't two pair. You mm-hmm. know, Ace king, ace queen, ace right, ten. Right. I
0: mean, so... We're just in, so so we're crushing him practically, but range-wise, we're crushing him also. Yes. Like, so all of that means that we should be betting almost all of our range here, including like our five, six of diamonds and things like that, our misses, because it's just going to be really hard for Nikki to call. And because of that, because we have such a massive range advantage on this board and Nikki can have very few strong hands, we can have so many, I think we can bet very small. And to me, very small is definitely less than the original raise. I'm thinking like three blinds. So we could probably bet sixty, sixty-five thousand. 65,000, have it be pretty reasonable. What do you well, think?
1: Um, I don't know if I agree, but Nagranu does. Oh, okay. He ends up betting 50K. Wow, even less. Yeah. So I am curious if this is what he would do if he had four or five suited here, not of spades, you know, mm-hmm. if you would actually still bet 50K here. Yeah. I imagine he would. I hope he would. I think he would. I, yeah. I bet he would. He's really good. He's used to playing against these guys. He's not going to give him sizing tells. I don't think at the same point from a game theoretical perspective, I understand all of the reasons that you would want to bet small when you have this massive range advantage and the betting lead. I also, I think there's a a counter argument that betting big in that scenario is better over time Mm -hmm. because in a scenario where you're supposedly the favorite to win, why not put more chips in the pot? Essentially
0: um only because now we're going to f- like nick rates to have so few good hands here he's not going to be able to call with almost anything anyway by giving him a better price he's going to feel forced to call with some more marginal hands and we're supposed to be inviting that when we have such a range advantage
1: true true but range advantage includes hands that we actually don't want to get called when we have so if we think he's going to call a lot when we bet 50k i, 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 I don't think he's going to call
0: a lot i just okay. think he's going to call more than if we bet 80k yeah and, yep. more, and more than if we bet 100K. So we're supposed to be trying to keep, uh, you know, bad aces in there. Not, not, I don't even know if he can have any. Um, an eight, a jack, small pocket pair that he decides to Like two fours that he decides to play. Gut shots. We're supposed to be trying to keep all that in when we have ace 10, right? Especially when we have ace 10 and we're blocking, like, a lot of the gut shot stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, I uh, I tend to agree. I think, I think the small sizing is a good idea in general. Yeah. I can see some value in some larger sizing here just because... Over time, it's kind of cool to make your opponents uncomfortable when you have a range advantage, especially a guy like Nick Petrangelo. And if he knows that type of thing is coming, like he may be a little bit less apt to to call his more marginal hands pre flop when you raise out of the big blind. Yeah. You know,
0: I think there may be something. I'm not sure if this is true or not. What do you think? If we're going to be betting this board a lot like almost always, then we should probably be betting less because we're betting with so much of our range. True. Versus if we're rarely betting it. I don't know if that means we really have to bet more or not, but that makes that seems to make sense on an intuitive level. I'm not sure if I can prove it mathematically.
1: We, gonna, we might have to get into the lab to actually figure this one yeah. out. I mean, we're not going to do that now. No, so, we're not. Um, you know, We're going to have to hire a really good contractor to construct the lab. Because when yeah. I say the lab, I'm not talking about any no. sort of metaphorical lab.
0: Why would you? Ha- Who wants a metaphorical lab? You can't even. You can't, there's no beakers. I need. I need Bunsen burners. I need gradiated cylinders. Of course you need gradiated cylinders. That's nice. Those I need are it, nice. I That's need the, good the stuff.
1: highest quality glass. You know, because <laughs> this is a, a
0: lab. C- can we get some Kevlar up in here too? Because no,
1: this is not a military lab, Jonathan. We're peaceful at the. Poker of course guys.
0: we're peaceful, but don't you worry about explosions.
1: No, also, I don't worry about explosions. you think I go into the lab worrying about explosions? You should be. How can you live your life like that? You have to live your life like that. No, the Kevlar only serves as a reminder and actually makes the explosions more likely. Oh wow! I've done, this, I've done the research. <laughs> I know Industrial where you're going with this. organizational psychology, yeah. Jonathan. No, that's
0: that's true. I
1: mean, it's like the guys
0: who wear motorcycle helmets are much more likely to crash, right? Because they think they're invulnerable.
1: Yeah, obviously, you should never wear a helmet.
0: Never wear a helmet. <laughs> <safer>. <laughs> 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 All right, we did it. We went down that down that road that is not
1: actual advice from the poker guys no none of that's true don't listen
0: to any of that at all except i think people who wear motorcycle helmets do drive a little bit more recklessly that's not a good thing
1: right it's kind of the nfl i think the nfl argument's a better argument like some Mm -hmm. people advocate for for bringing back leather helmets so people don't use their heads as a weapon yeah which makes sense yeah Yeah. it does anyway that is completely unrelated to this hand yeah but it was fun so negrano does bet 50k and petrangelo cannot fold obviously as the open ender no he's it would be a huge mistake yeah the question is should he raise or should he call correct and my immediate hit on that based on our conversation is he should call
0: yeah because of the range advantage because of
1: enough. the like what can you're repping such a thin range if you raise now maybe you have a strategy pre-flop small to big that Negreanu is aware of at this point where you can have a lot more of the hands that we discounted but you can't have... I mean, the ground just has more of... Has better has a better range. Right. I mean, like, right? if, if Petrangelo really has no sets or effectively no sets, he only has basically jack-eight for two pair. Everything else is either a draw or a bluff. I mean, that's not It good. feels like a really bad idea to raise, right? I, I completely agree. Completely. However, the, the bet size may be playing into Petrangelo's mind here because Petrangelo does decide to raise. Yeah. Now, Petrangelo is way better than us, and the way he's way better than us, or at least his style is... Is highly aggressive. So yeah. there may be a lot more thought going into this than, than what we've done here. Well, I,
0: I mean, from Petrangelo's point of view, one thing that is true is it sure looks a lot stronger when you raise on this board in this situation against a thinking player like Negrano, who knows what's up, right? He's like, how can you have it? You can't have it. Why are you raising now? Admittedly there's, this is a pretty dry board. This is a relatively wet board. So as Negrano, we'd have to assume a lot of draws. But the, but because we can really only put them on Jack eight for two pair, and as a ground, that's the only thing we're worried about with our hand anyway. This is becomes you know super straightforward, I think. Um, but like telling a bad story sometimes works, I think, against really good really good thinking players. Yes. because they're like you, you like again and when they think you're good too, they're like you would never tell a bad story. You're not trying to tell like you're trying to tell a good story. Right. So you're telling a bad story. You must have something.
1: Yeah, that's actually a, a really good point. A Petrangelo raising to 180k here. By the way, mm. it. It's kind of interesting because Negreanu is clearly savvy enough to understand the range advantage scenario and understand that like, wow, Petrangelo is raising, even though it's clear to both of us that I have a range advantage. Exactly.
0: That's really strong. That's interesting. right? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, but you could, I mean, you could go level after level with this, yeah. of course, as we are doing. Right? right. But that may, that may be part of what's going on with, with Petrangelo's race here, because otherwise this feels like it's really cheap. We have a hand that's going to be fairly disguised if we improve rather than take, you know, our big stack and try and push around a guy who doesn't like to fold and has a massive range advantage. Now we are on the bubble.
1: Yeah, changes it a little bit, right? It, we can effectively we can like if we start raising now and we bet big, we can threaten his tournament life yeah. in, in a 600k bubble. So That's pretty that awesome. That might be a reason to raise even despite the range advantage.
0: Yeah. But then this this goes back to because that's in play too. Negrano may sit back and say, "Well, is that he's telling a bad story and because he's got a strong hand and he doesn't care." You know, no. It doesn't matter that it's a bad story, sort of. Um, or, but he's because he's really strong. He, he does have the jack eight. Or is it that he just feels like meh? I'm just going to raise because what are you going to do anyway? Like it's the bubble, right? Which is like such a compelling piece here. And by the way, it may be both. It may just be the bubble thing. It may be that Nikki plays his draws super aggressive no matter
1: what. It may also be okay. Here's another thought. He may think that Negrano doesn't have many three bets, if any, in his range here. And he does have a draw that can come in, mm-hmm. and beyond that, there's a ton of draws on the board. There's gut shots, there's double gutters, and there's this open ender, and there's flush draws. Yeah, and he can rep any of those if they come in.
0: It's possible who does have three bets here against the very aggressive Nick Petran. That's level, true. Where sometimes he's going to three bet weak stuff, sometimes he's going to three bet um, his his heavy artillery. You know, right? So he may he may be three betting all his sets and his aces up hands where he just knows he's got to be good kind of like ace 8 is basically the nuts here right yeah so he can he might be raising that also cuz there's a lot of bad cards that can come if nikki's on a combo draw where, and we don't know exactly which cards we're trying to avoid spades obviously but the straight cards could be a little tougher and there's a lot of them we might talk ourselves into some bad plays down the road where we yeah so so if we're going to re-raise our own combo draws or maybe spades and and maybe even some air sometimes we probably do have some th- strong three bets too
1: yeah, I guess maybe so. Uh, if I'm Nick and I'm raising here, though, I'm hoping that that's not really the case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there aren't that many hands that he can really three-bet. With, yeah, right? I mean, this for this to be a, an actually good play by Petrangelo, I think it, it cannot be a singular street play. It's a, it's a multi-street play, and mm-hmm. we shut it down on some cards. Yeah. And But any any of the draws come in, it's like, well, that's the draw we have. That's the one we have now. Absolutely. Yeah, like that, and that's the whole plan.
0: Yeah, we feel very comfortable barreling if any of the draws come in. And if everything misses, we're going to have to make some decisions, yeah. you know, and like maybe because it's the bubble, we don't have to worry about it. Maybe we can just sort of like often barrel except on very, very bad runouts. I
1: don't know if we can barrel on like deuce of diamonds, deuce of hearts runouts when the range advantage is so prevalent. And Negrano's like, you have Jack eight, I guess, but Hey, now the board is paired and I win. Yeah. Like, no,
0: I mean, obviously an ace is a really bad card for yeah. us as Nick Petrangelo. If when Negrano when the calls our race, which of course he's going to do here with ace 10. Yeah. I say, of course, maybe we should talk a little bit about it, but it Negrano feels like...
1: does call. The question is, should he call or three bet? I think calling is obviously the play. Yeah, me too. I mean, three betting is just game three disaster.
0: By the way, we have the 10 of spades in our hands, which means we block a bunch of the draws that Nikki could have. Now, it turns out he has one of the, those draws yeah. that we block, but like we block spades, we block nine, 10. Those are the most obvious things. Queen 10 is a double gutter. We block that too.
1: Right. We block, and, and the 10 of spades specifically blocks like all of the major combo draws. Right. Right, except for seven nine of spades. Okay,
0: but still, I mean, it's like it's like the key blocker card in yeah. the, in this whole hand. He has it. So and queen nine of spades. Sorry, queen nine. Okay, but but still, yeah, it's a massive blocker, and so not great. Actually, we kind of, I mean, we kind of don't want to have that in our hand, really. Like we no. we want Nikki to have these but draws. It,
1: even but. even so, if our ranging of parental is anywhere near correct, he's still combinatorially extremely weighted towards draws versus value
0: without quite i mean if he can really only have jack eight for value or beating everything else we just have to call when, yeah. he, when he can have draws of some sort right
1: the he, end he probably has some ace eight probably like a little bit of ace jack. maybe m- uh, ace
0: jack feels hard to believe ace eight i ace eight's possible yeah but we block that we also block ace jack if we really want to get into it but yeah but okay it's, it's reasonable to say maybe he has a little bit of it
1: Wow, this this is already way more interesting than I kind of yeah, thought it was gonna be. Me too. And I think a lot of the time it's because we are aware of how good these players are, so we take it a couple more steps. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 really interesting to try to get in there and like really figure that out.
0: Yeah, you know, um, that's one step of this. Another step of this is like really getting into some beef frickin' jerky. Beef jerky. Why would you talk about beef jerky? Well, I'll tell you why, Grant we're talking about beef jerky because we have a new sponsor <laughs> oh my goodness
1: ring the bell it's new sponsor ding, ding, time Ding and it's not just a new sponsor we come bearing gifts people oh man this is this is one of the greatest moments of my life because i know i have tell them i've wanted a beef jerky sponsor for a long time <laughs> That's true. i really like beef jerky Yes, you do too jonathan of course and i an idiot and you know so this beef jerky company heard us even say that and uh They're like, hey, we like your stuff. You should like our beef jerky. How about if we we throw some ads on that old podcast there?
0: Do a little Reese's Peanut Butter Cup move and jam these two things together, see what happens.
1: And uh, that's what Tailspin beef jerky did yes now tailspin beef jerky is not just some random beef jerky that we're gonna be like oh it's great it's wonderful i don't it's one <laughs> part of the deal here is they sent us a bunch of beef jerky a bunch which was awesome because we got i ate all of mine already we yeah, got like you a week ago yours, didn't you yeah well i i recently went on a trip yeah where i did a lot of hiking and stuff and it was perfect um and i ate a lot of tailspin then now Tailspin is actually really good beef jerky. I can say that genuinely because I've tried it, and I like I like it a lot. It's an all beef jerky. There's no, they don't do other stuff, just beef jerky. They only have three flavors, which makes it easier when you're deciding
0: <laughs> to check out. I like less flavors, personally. Those oh, yeah. are good.
1: I mean, it's like the Apple way, which, by the yeah. way, the founder and CEO is actually an ex-Apple engineer. So, is that true? Yes.
0: Oh, that's pretty great. I thought you were going to make a Steve Jobs joke about how he like, endorses Tailspin, which could be true, even though it's
1: It would probably be true if he... Well, if well, we can actually summon his ghost now, we can try later. What if
0: he's been reincarnated? Just putting it out there. But continue. Let's please. talk a little bit more about tails. Yeah, let's the, do it. the
1: the flavors are original, spicy, and teriyaki. I know your favorite's mm, the teriyaki. I right like Jeff. the
0: sweet stuff.
1: I like the spicy the best, yes. but I, I like the spicy stuff. Original is also really good. Oh yeah, you can't really go wrong. Uh, it's a really good source of protein. There's 20 grams per bag.
0: That's like, I mean, I don't even know what to do with all that protein. Hold I mean,
1: on. it was actually really nice when I was hiking. It was, yeah. it kept me going. It's, it's not one of those chewy. Chewy ass beef jerky is where you're like, I'm chewing (laughs) forever. It's it's nice and tender. It's really good. I I can say that again. And guess what? We can give you forty percent off. It's
0: crazy. Forty percent. off No one does this, people.
1: All you got to do is go to tailspinjerky.com and when you're checking out, type in the coupon code poker, all caps. Poker. Poker.
0: Easy to remember.
1: It, this is like a crazy price for beef jerky. You know, beef jerky can be pretty expensive because it's yeah. a high quality product. Tailspin is an especially high quality product. This is a crazy deal. It's yeah. 40% off. You've got to do it. Yes. And what Tailspin would like you to know is they're offering this 40% off because they have terrible business savvy. That's yes. That's what they told us. They don't
0: know what they're doing. Yeah.
1: They're, but it's you know, it benefits <laughs> you, right? That's pretty yeah.
0: good. Uh, but, I will say one other cool thing about Tailspin is... Uh, they, the, the sense of humor that we do on this show that we have on the show and the j- kind of jokes we make is all over tailspins packaging and marketing. They have really funny jokes, both on the website. Oh, by the way, you have to go to the website to order this. We I, tell
1: I said that Tailspinjerky.com. There we go. Yeah.
0: Um, and so I actually just enjoy reading the package and laugh out loud. I often yell the grand like, guess what they said over here. And I like try and recreate it. And it's, it's really, it's, it's quite amusing. And I sort of love
1: these guys sort of sense of style. And like, so I just want to give you an example of something they told us we could say if we wanted to. Oh, good. Because this makes perfect sense. It's the perfect fuel for shenanigans like July 4th, or the hostile takeover of a rival corporation. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> That's definitely up our alley. Sense of oh, humor-wise. man. They
0: have a, um, a quote on their website. Of, like, people you know, supposedly love it. And um, they say, like, not written by us, but it clearly is. Yeah. And one of them says, like, face-meltingly good. And, it's, and the quote is from bad guy. And then it says, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> but bad guy. Not even a name of a person. Just bad guy. Go like, how the, great is that? Go
1: for the sense of humor. Stay for the extremely good beef jerky. And the super cheap
0: beef jerky. I mean, you get 40% off
1: when you use the code poker i'm going to say that again all caps it's pretty easy to remember yeah. poker all caps when you check out it'll it'll appear once you check out you don't get to yeah. put in the coupon code before then and you'll get 40 percent off order yourself a whole pallet of beef jerky have fun do it tailspin jerky.com all That's right where you go moving on back to the hand nikki petrangelo might need some beef jerky after getting called I right? oh he could use a jack a beef jackie, <laughs> beef jackie? <laughs> i don't know what that is you know but, a jack because
0: it makes him a straight Beef oh, Jackie.
1: no, Jack doesn't make him a straight. There's a Jack on the board. Oh, beef queenie. Yeah, he needs to be beef beef <laughs> queenie. That's all right. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Um, so the pot is 540 K after the raise and call on the flop. Ace of spades, eight of diamonds, jack of spades, flop. Negreanu holding ace 10, Petrangelo holding nine, 10. They're both off suit. They both have one spade. Negreanu's spade is slightly better. Yep. The turn is the king of clubs. Yes. So this is good for Petrangelo's plan. Yes. Because now he can say, I have queen 10. I have queen 10, bruh. Queen 10 makes perfect sense. He It's a double gutter on the flop. The nine or the king completes a straight for it. If he's going to be raising a bunch of his draws, he clearly has all 16 combos of queen 10 in his range. Sure. So this is a hand he probably has to continue on, right? Or er, card.
0: Uh, I think he should continue on this card. I don't think it's crazy. Um, Negrano has very few kings. Unless he has like ace king or king jack. There's not many other kings he can really show up with here. I guess King X of spades, but there's not too much. Um, I wonder if we're sitting in Negranu's shoes, if Petrangelo's going to bet, which he is, by the way, uh, if we believe that Petrangelo's going to play all 16 combos of Queen-10 the way he did preflop, if he's going to limp, call, right. and never re-raise, or ne- never play never do an aggressive action. It's possible he is, but I would but I would be wondering that, wondering if I can eliminate some combos of that as Negrano. That's the only thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think at this point now it at least expands Patrangelo's value range to include queen ten. Now he has of the like obvious value that he could have if he's not playing super tricky. Now he has the all nine combos of jack eight and all the queen tens.
0: Right, or maybe maybe we do it like all nine combos of jack eight, which we have to be there. Yeah most of the queen tens, but maybe if, but maybe to make up for a few ace eights, a few ace jacks, yeah, something like that. So it, it ends up being about the same in the wash.
1: Right. So as, as a card for for Petrangelo to represent value, it more than doubles his combos, which is right. a great reason to continue. We go from nine to 25 or yeah. so. That's a big difference. It's yeah. a huge difference, which is why he continues, I believe. Yeah. I, I kind of think if it was like a red three, he might check. It's possible. It's
0: possible. I'm not sure. It's yeah. kind of, maybe because it's the bubble, he just feels like, I'm going for it. It's, well, we won't know. We'd have to ask him. He's not here. It's, I'm not sure. It's reasonable to give up once Negrano calls the raise. Yeah. If you don't get any cards that sort of seem to be helping you. But this king is reasonable. Well,
1: let's, let's talk a little bit about Negrano's range for a second here okay. when he calls the raise, because we didn't really get into that. We're mostly getting into what Petrangelo's been doing and, and how Negrano should react with his particular hand. But as Petrangelo, once you've seen the flop play out and you've seen Negrano bet call, what do you what do you think his range is?
0: I think Negrano can reasonably have um most jacks, um all aces, uh flush draws. Of course he can have flush draws. He can have the other draws as well. Like he can, he can he have, 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 have maintenance. Yeah. He can have nine ten. Yeah. Um he can certainly have pocket pairs, you know, over the jack, which is just queens and at this point kings is obviously a major. Yeah. But, but he have Queens and Kings. Um I don't know if he can have too much else. I don't know that he can have an eight. I don't know that he'd bet an eight. I don't know that he'd call the raise with an eight. Um, Maybe the the reason why I think Negrana can have jack. So maybe this plays into the eight thing too, is having a jack blocks the hell out of Nicky Petrangelo's value range. It does so strongly that it's maybe better than having an ace. Yeah. Except, I mean, I don't know if it's actually better, but it, it may, it might be. I yeah, I hear what you're saying. And maybe that's true for having an 8 in your hand then as well. The problem is then he can improve in other ways that can beat you much more of the time when you Yeah, you have eight. a lot less equity against his right. range. We would need to have an 8 with like a card bigger than an 8, certainly. But that would be the problem there. But an 8 is a reasonable thing too. like, well, he doesn't have ace jack, he doesn't have aces, he doesn't have jacks, and now I have an 8 in my hand. So how does he have an 8? How does when he have a jack 8 or something?
1: The grinder doesn't have as many 8s as you might think because of preflop. He's that's not going to raise with all of his hands.
0: No, he's going to raise some 8s, but certainly yeah. not. Not that many of them. That's
1: true. Right. So based on that range from Petrangelo's perspective, Negreanu still has a clear range advantage over Petrangelo.
0: No question.
1: Which is, you know, a reason to slow down. But at the same point, we got one of our dream cards.
0: I mean, D-Nex has all the strong hands that he may have. He may re-raise a bunch of them on the flop, but some of them he's going to slow play. Some of them he's going to slow play his sets also, right? Yeah. So, and Nikki has very few of the strong hands, but the, and they both have the nuts, I would say about equally. Negrano may even have it a little bit more than Nikki, but it's close.
1: Yeah. The, this card, although it's good for Petrangelo to rep on is actually in practice kind of bad for him because now all tens are going to chop if a queen comes and he only makes like the good open ender if the mm. bottom end comes in. Right. Cause Negrano now has the same gut shot that nick's nine ten 10 gets from the right. top end
0: so when we get there it's going to be like hard to get paid on that on that end of it if the queen yeah. comes in right forget the fact that Negrano actually would be chopping with us but it's going to is going to fold a lot when we actually make the straight on that end of it not the other end the right. other end maybe not but yeah that, it, that is that does sort of suck it
1: weakens our draw it makes it less of a powerful drawing hand yes. and more of just a bluffing hand with some equity right i think um, that's fair yeah, but Petrangelo sees this scenario and decides betting is probably the best. And I think I agree with him. I think it's fine. Yeah, he bets two hundred and five k into five hundred and forty k. So this is it's interesting because he's certainly going to to bet this card because it's so good. That he can have now queen ten, but at the same point he's never folding out an ace, right? Like two hundred five into five forty is never ever folding out an ace.
0: I don't think so. I think we can fold that. We might be able to fold out a jack when the king comes because king x of spades gets there. That's all I got.
1: Which jacks can we really put in the grinding one?
0: Well, I was saying I believe he's calling with um oh because he raised preflop. Yeah, I mean, like queen jack, king jack, which obviously doesn't work uh-huh. for us. Ace jack, which doesn't work for us. Jack ten, which has
1: is not going to fold because it's got additional equity.
0: Yeah, jack nine which same has thing. additional equity. And now we're down to like Jack seven suited, which maybe he's raising. Maybe is, not I don't know if he's even raising any suited Jacks or any other Jacks below Jack nine. So that goes to your point. Yeah. he may not have Jacks that we so that he's going to fold.
1: It's interesting because like from just a pure, this improves my range perspective. It makes sense to bet at the same point. I feel like we have like almost no fold equity.
0: It's not good. Not good to have almost no fold equity here. Maybe
1: we fold out naked spades. Maybe you folds like the five high spade draw now. Yeah, maybe he does. We're ahead of that, by the way. But
0: Yeah, but it's okay. We would practically yeah, we would, li- we we would, lose to it most
1: of the time. We would right? like to fold that hand up. Yeah, of yeah. course.
0: Because if we check at some point, that's going to bet.
1: But I don't know if that's enough. Like I feel like maybe this this all stems back to raising the flop. I think maybe it's just a mistake,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even though Petrangelo is so great. like It just feels kind of like a mistake.
0: Like We would really prefer a scarier card to show up here. Like A spade would have been a great card, right?
1: Yeah, like then we could that. sometimes fold out an ace. But I think, like, the sizing is another issue here. 205 into 540, uh, even if a spade comes, even if one of the scary spade comes, like, I don't know if we're folding out an ace for 205 into 540.
0: Well, it's okay. We, we don't have to try and fold out all of his aces, but maybe we can fold out, like, if we can fold out a chunk of the range that called us that, had, that was for value, that's pretty good. And we fold out all the other draws, that's pretty good, too. Like, that's something.
1: I mean, I don't know, like, do you really want to do this combinatorially? Because I don't. I think no. there's really not much there that you're folding out.
0: It's it's Once Negrano calls, we're saying he's basically calling with jacks and better, right? Yeah. On the flop. And then we're saying probably has to continue to call with all of those Yeah. on the turn. Like if he has two queens, he's probably not fold. Oh, he picks up a gutter anyway. Yeah. He's not going to fold two queens on the turn, right? No, when I don't Mickey think He so. has very few aces. He just doesn't have enough. No. Yeah.
1: Maybe, but maybe if Petrangelo bets like 450 into 540, then you can start to fold out even some of the aces.
0: Well, also because you're starting to tell the story of like, I'm moving you in on the river. Do you really want to deal with this? Like, this is your chance to get out.
1: It feels like the sizing is a mistake.
0: So why is he making it this size? He's making it this size because he would bet the value part of his range this way, right? if he had queen 10, he'd bet this much. And so he's trying to be, he's trying to rep queen 10, right? That must be what it is. Does it
1: matter if we're just not ever folding out the majority of his range? Um, uh, maybe it's this. Maybe that
0: when he has, there's only two straight draws he can have that are strong straight draws that are either, it's either the double gutter or the open ender, right? Yeah. So he figures if he's going to play them both the same way, and if either one comes in, he, he's going to play it as if he had both of them meaning mean he had the, the the good one whether it came in or not so maybe he's playing a bunch of maybe he's betting a bunch of other hands differently but he's betting his straight draw and double gutter the same so queen 10 came in he bet this much if he had queen 10 so he's so the only thing he's balancing that with is a bluff he's got to have a bluff there too maybe he balances it with the same amount of combos with uh, the 9 10 that's all i got but that's not unreasonable
1: it's not unreasonable
0: but it's not it's not necessarily obvious or true just because I say it.
1: Right. Easily. And I mean, if you had queen 10, it's fine to bet 205, but it's also fine to bet bigger. Like I
0: mean, you don't want to bet so big that you fold out an ace, right? No, you don't. Which, so what, yeah. how much should we be betting? Like uh, this is pretty standard tournament sizing. Don't you think? Yeah, it 000?
1: is. I just don't like the whole plan. I think. Yeah. I think I the whole plan
0: is bad because of the range advantage. The range advantage is, is really dramatic here. Yeah. Really, really dramatic. And look, once Negrano does, Negrano might fold a lot on the flop, like, while he's got a major range advantage, he also has a lot of air that he feels obligated to bet on the flop and then just has to give up right away, right? So that's good. But now he didn't fold. He did not. And now what are we going to do? We're praying he has a very weak hand that he folds or a draw that he folds. But the weak hands don't really exist anymore. No. Because don't, we don't think he's going to fold the jack at this price. No. So it's just draws. And I don't know what draws he has even. Like, he can have spades. He
1: can have nine ten.
0: Right, also, but like so
1: many of his spades that would fold would not raise preflop, correct? And his nine ten might not raise preflop. We also black nine
0: ten, and we have the nine of spades in our hand, yeah. which are key blockers to the hands we most want him to have.
1: Yeah, not good. These are all really big problems for for, for Petrangelo here. Yeah, maybe this is really a check. Yeah,
0: even though it sort of sucks because you are like, I can rep that card, but can you? Is it enough? Can you rep it enough?
1: I don't know. Maybe it's not a check because it's such a good card for our story, but it's just too bad that we're here that we have raised on the flop. This
0: is one of those things. Maybe, I mean, as Petrangelo, maybe we're aware we're getting called a lot on this turn and we're going to have to bomb the river a lot. And we have to be willing to do that at least. Yeah. Not all rivers, but a lot of rivers. Yeah. Something like that. I guess that's the plan. That's reason. I mean, Nicky Pratangelo, he's the kind of guy who would have a plan like that, right?
1: Yeah. He, his plan is usually bet more.
0: You that's, walk on down to the uh, tire store, Nicky Pratangelo is going to be there. He's going to bet more. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. It's the plan. So something like that. Um, that's, that's it. I mean, I wouldn't want him to bet this without really being clear about his river play now. Right. And I got to believe he's clear about it.
1: Right. I mean, you're going to fold out a lot more of the range on the river if you continue betting. Yeah.
0: And of course we know what happens on the river. And I will say it seems pretty clear. He does have a plan for the river
1: going in. Yes. Which is good. By the way, there is a river and a does call. Yes, I mean, he's right. not folding his ACE, obviously not yet. He especially considering he picked up the gut shot to go with it. Right.
0: He picked up the gutter. This is, I mean, it's the same problem as before for Nikki, where his just doesn't have very much strength here. Yep. Like queen 10 came in everything else. It's queen 10 or Jack Eight, and we're beating everything else. Right. Like, yeah, cool. We call. Yep. That's it.
1: Yeah. It's a pretty easy call for Negrano yep. here. Yeah. And you know what's easy to do also sign up for nitrogen sports poker. Wow. Room using the link in the description of this podcast, Jonathan, I yeah. got to say it again. I can't believe I got to say it again, but you got to use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for nitrogen sports poker room, because that is the only way you access our exclusive tournaments.
0: Yes. Also you get access to other things. Well, no kidding. You will find out upon doing so.
1: What are you talking about?
0: You'll be surprised. It's a fun surprise, but don't go in the basement until then.
1: Okay. I'm not talking to Grant. I'm talking to all the listeners, obviously. Yeah, we're going to just time. ignore what Jonathan's saying and continue talking about Nitrogen's sure. Poker Room because it is a good poker site. <laughs> you don't have to download any software. It's super easy. It's uh, all done on your browser. And even so, it's it's nice software. It's snappy. It's quick. It's really easy to sign up. All you need is a username and a password. It is a Bitcoin-only poker site. And they're legit dudes, so they send you your money fast. The withdrawals are nice and fast, and they're free once a week. And even if you do more than one a week, it's like 0.1 millibits or something yep
0: like 0.1 crazy millibits so crazy that's cheap. like 75 cents or something
1: so crazy cheap to withdraw no matter what and usually free yeah which is great and our tournament that we have every month i'm sure you've heard us talk about it but it's so crazy we talk about it every time yeah it's a crazy overlay we need a thousand people to meet the guarantee the buy-in is that same 75 cents or so the guarantee is 750 dollars or so and uh guess what we, we don't usually get anywhere near the guarantee. And by usually, I mean never even close. It's so far away
0: that it's fiscally irresponsible of Nitrogen to keep running this tournament.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, we've done this, what, six times, five to six Maybe times? Maybe
0: more. I don't know. Something like Let's that. Let's
1: assume we've done it six times. That okay. means Nitrogen has given away, essentially, to, to you guys, the community who yeah. has signed up using the link in the description, they've given away something like, I don't know, fifty 30, oh. five thirty five to $5,500. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Probably closer to like 4000 4500 In terms of actual giveaway, yeah. like free money. Yeah, something like 4500 bucks.
1: Yeah, so you got to get your hands on some of that or else you're just not taking advantage of a really good situation.
0: It's an incredible situation. We last we did this last week. It was the end of the month. I played. I finished third, by the way. Uh, 63 players. You need a 1,000 to have it be indifferent, whether you play or not, just in terms of the value of, of your buy-in. 63. The overlay was insane. Free money was handed out to all.
1: Now, we... Often play this tournament pretty much every time, but this being the month of June, it's the World Series of Poker. Jonathan and I may be embroiled in some big deal poker tournaments at the time of this tournament, which is the last Sunday of the month. It's unlikely we're going to play this one. It's unlikely, but at the same point, you should still play it because the overlay is still there and you don't have to get through the poker guys. It's It's actually a much better EV spot.
0: We're quite good at the game. Yeah. You know, we're skilled at the game. We play it a
1: lot. We think about it a lot. We talk about it a lot. So, you know, one less barrier to all that Bitcoin. Yeah. Go get it. Go get you some. Get you some poker. Use the link in the description. Do it. All right. Let's get to the river in this enormous tournament. 300K buying. Oh,
0: so much money.
1: The pot is now 950K, and Nick Petrangelo is probably hating his life right now. Yeah, he's like,
0: okay, I need a card that's going to scare the bejesus out of Daniel Negreanu or a card that just makes me, you know, a good hand. How about, like, a straight? One of those two things would be fantastic right about now. I got bad news. A jack would be good. Yeah, what's I
1: totally didn't write down the river card.
0: Oh, um, it's a i I think I know what it is. Oh, that's good. I think it's the five of spades. Oh, that's right. It is the five of spades. It's No problem. Well done, Levy. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we did that. So, as, as Nicky was saying, like a jack would be a good card. Because uh, an eight is actually not the end of the world for us because jack eight is firmly in our range.
1: Those are bad though because then it reduces our combos. It reduces our combos,
0: but at least it it's something that Negrano would be would be like, oh yeah, it is bad. Maybe you're right. Yeah, because we're already winning. Yeah. So just a spade. A spade is the only good card for us besides a straight card, besides a queen and a a seven. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Spade, queen, seven. Let's go. And I think probably as Nikki, we are often not going to bet the river without one of those.
1: Yeah. I think it's like shutdown time. I mean, this plan seems to have kind of petered out and sucked a lot. So
0: we still have a lot of chips. We don't have to fire every time in this spot against the guy who likes to call.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's the five of spades.
0: So guess what? That's a good card for us.
1: It is the five of spades, and Petrangelo decides to bet. We even
0: have a spade in our hands, so it's less likely Negrano's on a spade draw. In fact, he's not on a spade draw.
1: Yeah, I mean, so it's less good. likely Negrano is on a spade draw because a lot of the big spades that he would have raising preflop are blocked with the ace and jack of spades. That too. Yeah, so that too. we have more spades in our range because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so 950k, Petrangelo bets 580, and so I think he would probably continue betting jack eight, which is... Now the bottom of his value range. It was his only value range on the flop. Mm.
0: I don't know. At this point, it's the bottom of his value range. It's probably a check call. You think it's a check call? The problem is Negra going to check back everything that isn't spades unless he has 910 himself. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. So maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe we're supposed to bet fold.
1: Yeah, maybe it's a bet fold. I think it's a bet fold. All right, so he can bet jack eight. Yeah. He can still bet queen 10.
0: We're betting queen 10. We're betting jack eight. We're betting spades. We're yeah. betting 910.
1: Right. And I think if we're betting Jack 8 and we're betting Queen 10, that's that's great news for us as, as far as our value range. Now that the spades have come in, it increases our combos a lot. Dramatically. Because we could easily not be telling the story over, like on the turn we're telling the story that we had Queen 10. Right. And on the river we're telling the story that we were telling the Queen 10 story on the turn because we had spades right. and now we have spades. Right. Like, or, or we still or have, have
0: Queen 10. Yeah. Either one, yeah. But like I check raise you with as a semi-bluff. I eventually got there. I was continuing to semi-bluff until I got there whenever that was. That's reasonable and something, as we see, Nicky Petrangelo completely capable of. Look, he did it. Yep. So it's a reasonable story to tell.
1: And so the the range advantage once again swings a little bit more in Petrangelo's favor. At the same point, Negrano still has a massive range advantage.
0: Yes, I think he does. I think. Negrano never raising at any point post-flop. Maybe... I don't know if he has a massive range of... Range oh,
1: that's true. He well. might not have sets as frequently as... He might, not,
0: he might not have sets. He might not have queen 10 very yeah. often. He might have played his spades differently at some point along the way. He may just be calling with them. He probably is, but maybe not. You know? Yeah.
1: No, you know what? Those are good points. It's possible Petrangelo actually takes the lead in range. Yeah. That's, I think that's probably true. That's interesting. So that's that's really good for this story is, is Petrangelo. I mean, this is like... If we're going to miss, this is a great
0: card to miss with. This is like... Thank you. Now I can now I can I I you're really obligated to to take a shot at Petrangelo. I think on this card.
1: We are slightly unfortunate as Petrangelo though because Negranu has uh, probably the worst bluff catcher on the flop but has now turned into the best bluff catcher on the river. Right. Cuz he blocks both queen 10 and the major spade draws that would play this way. The problem is the old what are the bluffs? Now, like
0: if we block spades, which obviously we don't want him to spades, that's no. good. We block, we block Queen-10, which is good, but we also block 9-10. Right. We don't block 9-7. Yeah. What, so we can beat 9-7 and 9-10. We need Nikki to have, like, some bad gut shots, which I guess you could have. Yeah. Right? Which is what? Like 9-6? Nine, 9-6 six? Nine, six is a gutter. Mm, let me see. Because a 7 makes us a straight, right? 9-6 is not a gutter. No, it's not because it's Jack-8. Yeah. Oh, so it's like 10-7. It's 10-7 and 9-7. Yeah. Oh, t- sorry. 10-7 is the gutter. Yeah. Okay, so there's those things, and then he has to have some air also, right?
1: Yeah, he just has to have some pure air, but it seems like a really bad board to have air on as Petrangelo. Seems like hardly he'd even be check-raising this flop when the range advantage was so strong for Negrano with air. Yeah.
0: So there's that. Maybe Negrano thinks, though, when, when Petrangelo bets the river, he's not going to do it with much of his value. Maybe he thinks, like, Nikki's not betting... Jack eight anymore. Well, that would change things a lot. Right. Maybe he thinks, maybe he wonders if Nikki's even betting queen 10. I mean, of course he's betting queen. I 10. think he should be betting both.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I think, I right
1: think the must think potential is betting. Queen yeah. 10.
0: Yeah. Of course.
1: Yeah. I mean, come on.
0: Like let's, let's go. And probably not even going to raise anything, but the nuts on the river anyway. Right? Like, why would you want to mess around? Nikki will bust you if he's got you and fold. Yeah. If he doesn't it's way too often, you're just going to call anyway with, right. with your spades mostly. Right except the nut spades. I think you're probably just going to call just in case.
1: Now, I think because of all the things we've said, this is usually a fold. Yeah. However, Negrano does have the 10 of spades with his ace. It's right. such a key card. It's it's a big deal card as far as blocking Nick's major value.
0: It blocks Queen 10, it blocks spades. Yeah. But there's a lot more spades Nick can have all the spades, pretty much all of them.
1: It's probable he can. The the question that is asking himself when he's contemplating this decision is if Nick would continue the turn with all the spades or only the combo draw spades.
0: Okay. I think that's one question I would expect. Nick would usually continue the turn because he doesn't want to check call right with spades. So I I expect he'd bet himself. Um, I think the other question Negrano has to be asking is, is it because we're on the bubble that Nick is just going to be way more aggressive than we'd otherwise Ooh, that's expect
1: a really good point. And I might just, have a bunch of random, right. He might have all the gut shots that you're mentioning because of that. He might have more than just the gut. Yeah. shots. He
0: might have some, some actual air here. Yeah. Like just take a crazy line with air because it looks super strong.
1: He might have all two diamond hands because the diamond right. was on the flop and he's like, I have a backdoor flush draw. I got to choose something else to bluff with here right. because of the bubble scenario. Right.
0: And maybe, and if that's going on, well, now our Ace-10 is pretty good again, right? Yeah. And also, Ace-10 is in an interesting place in our distribution by the time we get to the river. We have some spades, for sure. We have some, but not a ton. Not
1: a ton. We have not that many sets. And not many two pairs, either. Not that many Queen-10s. And so, like, it's one of, is like, it's of, a pretty good hand. Like, Ace-Queen is clearly going to play the same way. Yes. That's the only hand that's better that's clearly going to play the same way. Mm-hmm. I think you're right so that's it's our second
0: best obvious hand right and we can assume some of the better hands are going to play it this way too yeah. but but a lot of them won't a lot of them will raise at some point earlier on so
1: that's a reason to call
0: yes so distribution seems to be pointing towards a call although there aren't that there's we have all the worst aces which we probably will have played this way too right like every ace we might have raised bet called the flop called the turn with like literally every ace possibly we can have here so that's good for us means there's a bunch of worse hands And then maybe some jacks. That's the other thing. So we could fold some of the jacks potentially and then call with our really our better one pair ace hands and plus something like that. Yeah, I think
1: because of all of these factors, the meta factors, I think it's a call when we have the blocker. At the same point, I think Petrangelo made some sizing mistakes here, even though I understand the balance. But if if his plan was to bully the bubble, if Negreanu calls here and is wrong, he's still going to have 35 blinds. Yeah. He's not in trouble.
0: No, but he goes from being one of the big stacks to one of the small stacks, right? And even just on the river, it's a huge decision, right? It's like a 29 blind bet from Nikki on the river. Yeah. So Negrano's getting his stack cut almost in half from where it is. Like right now I can fold and still be in reasonable shape here and like almost always get there. And otherwise I'm going to go down to be one of the short stacks and one of us is going to be out probably.
1: Yeah. All that said, he's getting about 2.7 to one. Yes. He's got the second best hand in his obvious distribution. Yes he's got a major blocker with the yes. 10 of spades and it's Nick fricking Petrangelo on the bubble. Yeah. On the bubble.
0: Yeah. Those are all really good reasons. Not I to think
1: fold. it's super close, but I think it's a call.
0: I think so too. Yeah. I think we, I think it's clearly a call on the flop and the turn. I think this is the place where it gets tough. I think if we know as Negreanu that we don't have that many significantly stronger hands, like we don't have that many sets. We don't have that many queen tens or anything like that. Yeah. There are many two pairs and I, we probably don't have that many of them then I think it's probably a call too. But it's one of those calls that you're like, well, I could look pretty dumb. Like, he could just have me the whole way or he could have just got there and like most of the world gets away from it here, but I'm just supposed to call, right? Like, look at the price I'm getting. I'm supposed yeah. to call with a lot of... I'm actually supposed to call with a lot of my range when he's when I'm getting this kind of a price, right? Yeah. There's a... Even if you want to do what um, the kids are doing these days, minimum defense frequency, uh, Nick Petrangelo bets 580 into a pot of how much? Uh, 950. 950, which means... We just have to call like a bunch, right? Cause he's giving himself, if we fold, you know, more than like 40 some percent of our hands, we're giving him automatic profit. Yeah. Not to say we can't give him automatic profit. There's some situations that call for that, but like when we have a pretty good hand, we really have to think about that. And this is clearly in the top 55% of our range, way, 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 way up now. Yeah. So that's a reason to call.
1: Yeah. Well, the who ultimately does call. Yeah. So good job, Daniel. I think Great it's a good job. Call. Me too. I think Daniel played this hand
0: really well. Yeah. I agree with you. The, the question, I question some of Nikki's decisions. I don't know that they're wrong. Cause he also like, he knows he's doing like a three street bluff a lot. It's, yeah. Or, like he knows what, how the runouts are going to go and when he's going to do it and when he isn't. And I love that he bet the river. Oh yeah. I think the is probably going to fold ace three on the river, you know, and Ace yeah. f- ace four on the river and stuff like that. Um, just not this one. This one's a little too good. And I wonder when you see it, it's sort of like, ah, like some guys are going to fold some of their better, some guys are going to fold all their one pair of hands on the river in this spot, you know, the yeah. Gros decides not to be that guy and good for him.
1: Yeah. Well, that was a really interesting hand.
0: Yeah. That was really interesting. I, I mean, I saw this yesterday once I think Steve suggested it and I was excited to do it. Cause I remember at the time I was like, I don't know why Negrano calls. I'm really curious to figure this out. Like, except best I can do is quick hit, like distribution. Yeah. The end. But I feel like it's got to be a little more than that with all the things that are happening. So it's cool to get like way deeper into it. Yeah. All right. Well,
1: that was fun. It yep.
0: It's and all I need is one mic and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm about to leave them tongue tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a is what I'm not. We got one life and I took them on a break, but I'm back to claim the crown. and going to be traveling the glow. We still have time to make.